Welcome to the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Bennett alongside my sister Paige. And today we cover NFL Week 6, a preview of what's to come this week in the NFL season and provide our predictions for what we think is going to happen. That's next here on the His and Hers podcast. Should have said in the intro, it's going to be a uh, his podcast with a touch of page. She's on the IR, just like our man Justin Jefferson uh, was placed on it. Um, page has no voice. I, I, is this from a rave or from a conference? You sick? Are you always sick? What's going on? I was sick, and then it's oh. been a long week of work. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. That's terrifying. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for everyone that had to listen to that. Oh, so I'm sorry. That was not a Halloween special edition. That's just, um, so here's what we're going to do this one. I'm going to, um, provide a layout as best I can, uh, provide my point on it, give you my pick. And then Paige will screech out her pick. Like, the Wicked Witch of the West. She'll just, <laughs> she, yeah, it's it's something to behold. She started. I said, "Are you going to be able to do it?" She started talking, and in ten seconds, I knew that everyone would burn this podcast to the ground. So, all right, well, we will get going. It's going to be a lot of me. Um, we have, let's see, I believe seven early window games. Um, a few good ones on the schedule. We'll start. In London, the 7.30 a.m. kickoff Mountain Standard Time, the Titans are hosting, quotation marks, the Baltimore Ravens in London. The Titans coming off uh, the loss, and the Ravens also coming off a loss to the Steelers, one of the most classic Pittsburgh-Baltimore games you'll find. Lamar Jackson, if you go into PFF, it's always interesting to look how they rank people out, and they ranked him last week as the highest-rated quarterback the the all week, which I thought was interesting considering that they only put up 10 points. But that game, as we talked about, came down to a lot of drops by his wide receivers, whether it's Nelson Aguilar or uh, Zay Flowers falling down on a post route. They really they really failed him in that area. And so obviously he seems to be performing at least to some eyes, uh, living up to that contract. So me looking at this game, it's always weird. These London games, you know, like last week's Jaguars put it to the bills for, for most of the game. So I'm going to go with, you know, the Ravens just because I do trust uh, they're getting healthier. I think Lamar's more dynamic quarterback than obviously Ryan Tannehill. And so I'm just going to go with that because I think the coaching is a wash. I think the teams are evenly stacked. So I got to go quarterback versus quarterback. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson and I think they get the win in London. Page. What? Race. <laughs> ah. You said it like a bird. That was perfect. The smoke signals has gone up for Paige. Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> She's shaking her head no. Okay. All right. We have the Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons. 
The Commanders, coming off a dr- just a dreadful loss to the Bears, broke their 14-game losing streak. And the Falcons, Desmond Ritter's at home where he has never lost. I don't know if you've heard that before, but he's never lost at home in college or in the NFL. Coming off his best game, throwing for over 300 yards against the Texans. I think that they're going in the right direction. I think that the Falcons should be a team calling up and trying to trade for Kirk Cousins. I'm just going to say that. Not that I think Kirk would do it. Paid shaking, no. Sadly, I might add. But I do think, I'm just saying, fit-wise, with what that team has, both on the offensive defensive side of the ball, I think that they would be a good candidate for Kirk. Look at the defense. They gave up 19 points to uh, the Houston Texans, who you know had pretty decent games back-to-back weeks on the offensive side of the ball against the Steelers and also the Jaguars. And so I think that, not that they will, but I think that would be a place it'd be interesting to see him to go with all the offensive weapons that he does have at the disposal there. The Commanders, I don't know what to make up. Sam Howell, obviously, first year starting, going to be up and down just, I think, throughout the whole year. But the one thing I will say, he seems to be pretty fearless. And so I think the Commanders are going to bounce back, and I have them beating the Falcons in this spot uh, just because I do feel – it, you know, in the NFL, losing four games in a row happens only to like the really, really bad teams. And I don't think the commanders are that. I think the Falcons are going to be more of a week to week, eight, nine, nine and eight team. Uh, and I think it's going to be hard to see Desmond Ritter play consistently back to back week. So I'm going to go with the commanders on the road. Paige. Commanders bounce back. That's the headline. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, the Browns are hosting the, the the Super Bowl champs of the early season, the San Francisco 49ers. But seems to be weird things coming out of Cleveland right now. They, two weeks ago, uh, have the Ravens at home. And a late add to the injury report to Deshaun Watson. They end up starting DTR, uh, Thomas Robinson, lose and lose pretty badly, pretty handedly to the Ravens. They have their bye week last week, and also David Njoku, the, their tight end, burned his face off. If you haven't seen that photo yet of what like what his skin looks like now, he played the two days after that. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's one of the craziest photos I've ever seen. But regardless, it's trending that Deshaun Watson isn't going to play this week. Not good uh, when you have the San Francisco 49ers coming into town. Uh, their favorite, obviously, to win this game, I believe, is by a touchdown in Cleveland. So that's telling you what the sports books are saying. So Cleveland, usually uh, in this spot, I think if they had Deshaun Watson, it'd be more of a contest. But I think the Niners, Brock Purdy hasn't thrown an interception. He has, he has the highest QBR in the league. I'm, I've kept saying I'm waiting for that game where he falls off. Still not seeing it. I'm going to go with Niners in this spot to handle business on the road against the Deshaun Watson, less Cleveland Browns. Paige. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Gonna go. That was a pretty easy pick, huh? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of uh, Deshaun Watson? You a fan? No. (laughs) How long has been against Deshaun Watson? (laughs) Uh, I I saw that there's that they were they were looking at, um, 
They're not. Oh, PJ Walker. That's who they're going to start if Deshaun Watson is unable to go. So they're they're going to go away from Dorian Thomas Robinson, and they're going to go with Deshaun Watson. That's what I had thought I had seen. So that makes sense. Another early window game. We have the Saints at the Texans. Uh, this one is more interesting considering what happened last week. You have CJ Stroud who took his team down at the very end, took the lead on the last second touchdown pass, only to lose it to Young Way Koo and the Atlanta Falcons on the last second kick. The Saints went into Foxborough and laid it down 34-0 on a Patriots team that is falling apart. But I never would have guessed that in a million years that the Saints would have done that. So this game is, you know, one that is super interesting in terms of you got the youth in quarterback, you got the youth of the head coach, and an exciting team in the Texans. You know, the last time they played at home, they beat down the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you have a Saints team who has an incredible defense, some playmakers on offense, and a veteran quarterback that, you know, they didn't, even though they won 34 nothing, it wasn't an offensive showing. They had a pick six, they had a bunch of short fields with turnovers. And so a lot of those times those scores can be misleading. It's it's interesting to see is Derek Carr going to actually be a step up from what they dealt with last year, quarterback with Andy Dalton, with James Winston in and out. I just I'm not seeing that progression in terms of that offense actually taking a step forward. And so I'm going to take CJ Stroud, CJ Cool at home uh, to pick up the win against the Saints uh, and to continue with a hot start to the season. Still hasn't seen a pick, and I'll have to say I would love to see a pick i want to see like uh an aggressive like maybe a little more aggressive just a touch more like just throw a meathead interception because you're trying to fit it between three guys he's too smart for that so you know the reason i say that's because they you know finished with 19 points at i believe they kicked four field goals last week three of them were inside the 20 and so sometimes when you get down the red zone you have to squeeze the ball into really tight spaces to win and sometimes the throws, the windows are so small that they look like they're not going to work. And so that's where I'm saying is like you don't want to throw red zone interceptions, but sometimes you got to take risks in the NFL in order to, you know, to win games. What about you, Paige? Take. Yeah, I'm also going with CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. Have we agreed on every single one so far? Yeah, so far. Wow. Look at us. Good. This one is probably the least. Oh, I'm going to put this as the second least watchable of the game. You'll hear my least watchable later on. But you have uh, Bryce Young and the Panthers going into Miami. Probably the worst team in the NFL, uh, especially after the last couple of weeks playing, you know, a top five team in the NFL. Certainly a top two offense. Probably top one offense. I mean, is what's. What's the higher chance that the Dolphins win by 30 or Bryce Young and Panthers keep it within a, a touchdown? Dolphins win by 30. Yeah, I think it's going to be a drubbing. In Miami, hot. I mean, Carolina's going to be used to the heat, so that's not as much of a factor. But that offense, Tua did look a little shaky last week. Pick six, had another interception. Uh, a Chan fumbled. He's he's now on the IR. Uh, won't be available to week eleven because they have their bye at week ten. Uh, so 
All that being said, they're going to win by probably 25. 25. 35. And we put up 70 again. Now they want the Panthers defense is, is decent. It's not great, but it's not the worst. But yeah, that game, that one is going to be the one that pops up early and often on a red zone. And then you just don't see it because it's, you know, 28 to nothing. So, but, you know, people are making a lot of the before this past week five, Bryce Young, when you watch him, it was like, man, he's throwing the ball. Doesn't seem like much of his stuff is traveling downfield. You'd be correct. Out of 34 qualifying quarterbacks, he was number 33. I bet you'll never guess who was number 34, Page. So I guess I didn't even get my stat, but the shortest like air yards uh, per attempt, he was number 33. Uh, do you know who n- number 34 was? You have one guess. Bill Burrow. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Look at you. You know ball. I know I- ball. I was even surprised by that, but yeah, it makes sense. So uh, looking to see some more progression from him last week, had a couple of good touchdowns, but I still think they're going to lose pretty easily. Speaking of Joe Burrow, he's hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Him and the Bengals are. They come off an impressive win, three touchdowns, 190 yards by Jamar Chase. He then promptly tweeted a picture of a 7-Eleven gas station. Pretty clever. The Seahawks coming off a bye week, but also coming off an impressive beatdown in New York of the football giants. Devin Witherspoon, the DK Metcalf already stirring the pot early. Talk about how he loves Jamar Chase, loves his game, but he's going to be in hell uh, facing Devin Witherspoon. Pretty bold. It's easy to talk when you're not the one that has to back it up. Just, you know, friendly piece of advice. Jamar Chase retweeted that clip, by the way. So it has been seen. And noticed by the man that he has to guard. This game has a lot of potential to be really fun. Uh, I think Geno Smith and Jamar and, J- and Joe Burrow, if if it last week is any indication, he's ready to push the ball down the field. His calf is better than it's ever has been all year. And uh, with that being said, I do think the Bengals playing desperate now, getting the ball going. What we saw last week. I think the Bengals are going to be able to win this game at home and to continue to get their season in the right direction. We are just connected this week because Sin City is my pick, too. Uh-oh. We might have the worst week ever. Can't be worse than the week you're having now because that voice couldn't get any worse. Oh, she's coughing. There we go. Uh, outside of two cities, anyone going to be pulling up the Vikings in Chicago? <laughs> it's, it's where our season's gone. Who the hassled Miss- in Utah that I know of. Uh, okay, there we go. Are they Bears fans? <laughs> no, two Vikings fans. Me and oh. my friends. Oh, perfect. Stand together. <laughs> the Vikings in Chicago. Justin Jefferson on the IR. Trade rumors swirling around the Minnesota Vikings about them potentially catering their season, which is interesting because if they can win this week, even if they lose to the Niners the following week, it does get a lot softer uh, for a late playoff push. And if you can convince yourself of anything as a Vikings fan, you can say, hey, we've lost every game by one score. The Eagles, the Chargers, and then the Chiefs. We've been in every single game. If we can just get to the postseason, who knows what can happen? I know what would happen. We'd lose a postseason game. 
by one score. But <laughs> I mean, let's just not act like we know what would transpire. It would be worse than if we don't make it because I will be sad. Sad, sad, Zach. The Bears coming off, breaking that streak. Justin Fields getting a win. The offense looked unbelievable. DJ Moore looked unbelievable. I love uh, that they actually found the screenshot of where he did step out. The ref wasn't wrong. I remember all the Bears fans. He could have had 300 yards. He could have had four touchdowns. He didn't step out. And then they finally found the clip. That's like, no, he did. Do the Bears end the Vikings season here, Paige? No, Vikings win. Vikings win. Skull. The Justin Jefferson injury is weird. It's going to hurt the Vikings. Uh, Obviously, when you lose the best receiver in the NFL, luckily they have Jordan Addison, who Kevin O'Connell has said is ready to take that place. Uh, He's going to get a lot of reps, and I think you'll see him have a massive game this week. And I think you'll see TJ Hawkinson probably a little pissed off. He hasn't played up to that contract yet. Had a couple, you know, they had seven passes that were dropped in last week's. Now, some of them, the degree of difficulty varied. TJ Hawkinson's were like tougher, but when you get paid that much as a tight end, you have to come down with at least one of them. And he didn't come down with any of them. So I think you'll see an inspired effort. Uh, and honestly, if they don't turn the ball over, they'll probably win because you could say that for every game this year. So I got the Vikings as well. Gardner Minshew is going to take the Colts and he's going to lead them into Jacksonville for his second road start of the year. He was able to lead the Colts in week three, I believe it was, into Baltimore and pick up the win. This time around, he's going into Jacksonville. Now, J- Jag- the Jaguars. Played back-to-back weeks in London, and now travel back and still don't take their bye, and are playing at home. I think the Jaguars are rounding into form. The Colts team is a lot friskier. I think Shane Steichen is a really good coach, but without that dynamic playmaker in Anthony Richardson, I think Gardner Minshew is a really good backup quarterback. But I'm going I'm to go with Doug Peterson. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. It seems like they found their footing. The defense was flying around making plays in London, so I suspect more of the same here in this early morning matchup between these two teams. I got Jacksonville securing the win in this division rivalry. Paige. Well, I also wanted to go with Jacksonville, but we need to mix it up. So I'm going to take the Colts so that we're not aligned all the way. That's a good choice. I almost went there as well. Oh, there we go. Perfect. In a rematch of last year's insane ending between the Las Vegas Raiders and the New England Patriots, they run it back where Mac Jones and the Patriots haven't scored an offensive touchdown since the second quarter of week three. That is two full games ago. Maybe it was quarter three, but it was in week three. I do know that. Back-to-back three-point losses for them and the Patriots haven't happened since the 1970s. The Raiders coming off an impressive team performance against the Green Bay Packers at home on Monday Night Football. This is the first game of the late window. Start kicking off at 2.05 Mountain Standard Time. I believe that the Raiders have a legitimate chance to be that team that has a good record, but isn't particularly like good, if that makes sense. I look at their schedule. They play the Patriots at home. They then played in Chicago. 
They then play the Lions, which would be in Detroit, which will be a tough one. But then they have the the Giants and Jets at home, a tough one against the Dolphins, and then their divisional game against the Chiefs at home, against the, the Vikings at home, against the Chargers, Chiefs, and then Colts. And then they finish with the Broncos. So I see a, a situation with how good Max Crosby is, how good um, he's been for them. I could see a situation where the, they're a 10 and 17, you know, that sixth or seventh wild card spot and get bounced in the first round. But because Jimmy G, like, I don't think he's that good, but, I, you know, he's not going to be detrimental in your success. Like he's thrown more picks than I think we're, we, we're, we, we've been accustomed to see from him. But I think ultimately they have a good enough roster around him, and Devonta Adams is good enough to make up some, some I guess areas of his game that they're going to scrap, scrap and claw and make their way to the postseason. Uh, which for Vegas is a pretty big accomplishment considering where people have them slated to, you know, end this year. I think your mic's muted. I there think it the is. Patriots. Uh, They're terrible. I, I think the Patriots offense has just taken such a step back that I don't see how they're going to be rebuilt this week and beat a Raiders team that's coming off a win from the Packers. So, yeah, I just think that the, the Raiders will take that one. I got the Raiders, too. The Patriots haven't scored over 20 yet this season. They're averaging like 13 points a game. So pretty abysmal, pretty terrible. And if it wasn't for Zach Wilson and the Patriots owning him, they would be 0-5. Pretty bad. The Cardinals and Rams get together in a divisional matchup. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup look like they're going to fit seamlessly together in that Los Angeles Rams offense. The Cardinals being more frisky than people take credit for, but they are still 1-4. and four. And got handled towards the end of the game against the Bengals and obviously lit up by Jamar Chase. I think Matthew Stafford and company are going to take advantage of what they saw in that tape. And Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are going to have a big game and pick up the win to get themselves a 3-3. Three and three. It kind of seems like that's going to be the type of tee the Rams are. They have a good quarterback, good offense, good coach. But they have, I think, 30 to 40 either late draft or undrafted guys to make up this roster to recover from the massive amount of spending and draft capital they gave up for their Super Bowl. And so they're going to be a team that's hanging right around 500 all year. But this is going to be one that they win to get themselves right back up to 500 uh, this season. Yeah, taking the Rams on this one. This is probably... other than the Browns Bengals game or the Browns Browns Niners game and then the Bengals Seahawks game, excuse me. This the Lions going to Tampa Bay is a game that I'm very, very excited to watch. Uh, which is interesting to say between these two franchises. But Baker Mayfield coming off the bye at home. They're wearing the creamsicles page. They're wearing the creamsicle uniforms. Chef's kiss gonna be beautiful to see. The Lions looking like a team that is for real because I think oftentimes in the NFL, you can tell a team's really good if they don't quote-unquote play with their food. They had an inferior team in the Panthers coming to their building, and they put it to them. They they run it up on them. They, they, they have no doubt. And I think they're just a really, 
really well-coached team. I think um, Dan Campbell has that team playing hard. He's got good assistants around him, um, obviously with the offense corner, Ben Johnson. So this should be a really fun game. I'm excited to see how the Buccaneers stack up the last good team that they played. You know, the Eagles, they were handled in some ways. And so now here's an opportunity to reestablish and reprove, hey, we are, we are a good team. And this is an opportunity for them to do that and for Baker to continue to show that he's back uh, and to show why uh, teams were, were dumb to pass on. So I am going to go on this one with the Buccaneers at home. I, I, again, I will, I will continue to say this all year. And I'm probably going to be wrong all the time, but the Lions being good is just strange to me. And I think when they face other good teams like they did with the Seattle Seahawks, I know that they went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, but you saw tonight's Thursday night game between the Chiefs and the Broncos. The Chiefs aren't that good. Like they aren't, they aren't the Chiefs of old. And maybe they'll run into form because you have Patrick Mahomes and you always have a chance. Uh, and I know that they went into Green Bay and people are raving about that. Green Bay's terrible. Green Bay's not a good team. So they're like quote unquote big wins. I don't think are as big as people are making out them to be. So I'm going to take Baker Mayfield at home to pick up the win. I go with the Lions. Hear the roar. Hear the roar. Hear the roar. You got the Lions. We're split on that one as well. New York Jets are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 5-0, but because of the shimmer and shine that the Niners are protruding, they're not getting the love or not getting talked about as much as they were last year or as much as the Niners are. But they still are winning football games, and it seems as if they're getting better every single week. The Jets pick up a crucial season-saving win in Colorado last week, beating the Denver Broncos, putting up 31 points. Brees Hall got the majority of the workload, had himself a massive day. The Jets are going to try and lean on that running game against the Eagles to, uh, to calm Wilson down, to take the ball out of his hands. Is it going to be enough? I don't believe so. I think that defensive line is going to cause a lot of problems for Zach Wilson and the Jets. I do think this game is going to be really ugly, and I do think it's going to be a close game. I think a field goal or you know five, six points, one of those weird spreads where it breaks down to, uh, because I do think that Jets defense is good. Uh, but yeah, so I have the Eagles winning, but it's going to be, I, if I had to pick, I'd have the, Jet, like the Jets covering. Like, I think it's going to be a tight, close one. But the Eagles just do those things at the end of the game really well to win it. I think they're going to sell it this, this week. Same. I think the Eagles come out on top as much as I don't want them to. Yeah, it pains me to say. But Is there any world where the Giants go in and beat the Bills on Sunday Night Football? So annoyed that the Giants and the Bears have had so much prime time. Yeah. Uh, my answer would be no. I don't believe there's a shot in hell. I also, uh, I referenced that that was my, one of the games was my second, like the least watchable. This one's number one. This one is, I, I won't even, I tried to like watch all the primetime games. Cause I, I, you know, I'm always like, well, come March. I wish I could have, no, like come March be grateful. I didn't spend my Sunday night watching the giants go into Buffalo and lose by 40. That's blasphemous. It's still going to be on my TV, but it's not going to be exciting. Yeah, it'll be on the TV. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. 
idiot, but I'm not opposed to turning games off early, though. So, yeah, the Giants in, in Buffalo going to be an ugly game. Just gross that they can't start flexing earlier in the season. Because, I mean, how much better would the Bucks lines be? In Tampa on Sunday night, that'd be fire. It would be fire. Did you see that Bills commercial during the, the game tonight? I did not. It was a real tearjerker, but it might be just because I'm sick. But it was like a, it was like a for fans that are fans forever. And it showed the life of this guy from the time he was little till he was old, getting his grandkids Bills care. Thought it was cute. <laughs> That's us and the Vikings, huh? Yeah. Going from one bad primetime game to a good one. The Cowboys are embarrassed. The Cowboys got their butts kicked on national television. And they've done a lot of talking since then about how Michael Parsons, they're not that far away from what the Niners did. In fact, they really beat themselves. They have an opportunity to go into L.A. and beat the Chargers, a team coming off its bye week. And probably the wildest start to a seat, not the wildest start, but a really like upending start for the Chargers go and two win the next two, but they won the last two games in the weirdest ways where Brandon Staley was also trying not to. It didn't feel like going for it in back-to-back games, fourth and short on his side of the field. And he escaped that man was two plays, you know, a couple of plays being different in, in both the, Raiders game and then the Vikings game from being 0-4 probably fired. But his team bailed him out. He's still the coach. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one because I, I really don't believe Brandon Staley's a good coach and he's going to make three or four decisions against the Cowboys team that, you know, it's just going to fail him. And so I'm going to go with the Cowboys as much as that pains me because I think that they're overrated as usual. But I'm, I just, I think kind of a wash. I think Burrow, I think uh, Herbert's better quarterback than Dak, but it's not a massive gap. I think the boys have the better defense and the Chargers have the better offense. So I'm going to go with my tiebreaker, the coaches. And I think that is, is, is not much. I'm not a McCarthy fan, but that's how much I think Staley's kind of an in. Yeah, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to go back to back weeks losing on national television. So I think you're going to see the, the Cowboys get it right this week. I agree. Well, perfect. Well, Paige, we got through it. That's Put all. You, chew on the IR. Get that voice correct. Um, and next week, we can, or on Sunday night, we can have a more in-depth conversation about how right I was and how wrong you were on the picks that we disagreed on, which there weren't many. All two of them. All two of them. Thanks again for tuning in to His and Her's podcast. I'm Zach Bennett. That's my sister Paige. Until next or until Sunday, have a good one and enjoy this week of football.